Well, Rick. You have helped us immeasurably. The city is extremely grateful. Uh, that was nothing, Your Honor. I just don't go for hoodlums, that's all. And nevertheless, without your testimony to help the district attorney, the kingpin of this gambling group would never be brought to trial. Anytime you need me, I'll be around. Uh, that brings up another matter, Smith. The district attorney and I feel that you should have a bodyguard. Listen, I've been... Exposing crooked politicians. ...around this town for years. I can take care of myself, see? Uh, very well, if you insist. But be careful. There are powerful figures in... Detroit politics. ...who will stop at nothing to discredit you. You answer the rock and the It's gone. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now? It's great to be back. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's good to know that uh, that nobody missed a beat, that we're all caught up. And turning microphones on and and uh, Oops. the MSU U of M game and the sports podcast that that, that filled in while I was uh, while I was being drubbed at the polls by by many sinister forces that came together to to get their payback. The, you know, you don't like the show that Sean and I did last week at all. No. Oh, no filter sports was good. I liked it. <laughs> I, I miss Bob. Listen? I always thought Bob was. Uh, was the under I don't look underappreciated uh, the underappreciated part of that crew? But, that was the biggest story of the week. What's that? The football game. It was old by the time the podcast happened. It was a couple of days old. Oh, so, so now let's talk about something even older. Let's talk about <laughs> let's, let's talk about the election. It was uh, it was it was uh, a great experience and uh, one I'm not uh, not likely to engage in again anytime soon. Uh, instead, I'm going to waste my time and efforts with 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 two other gentlemen. That would be Mr. Mark Fellhauer, our co-host and producer, and, and Mr. Sean Windsor, a, a highly traveled sports writer who has uh, gone from Indianapolis to Indianapolis, and perhaps later this year we'll go to Indianapolis with the Michigan State Spartans again. So that'll be that'll be awesome. I did go to West Lafayette, um, where I saw Mike, and that was Aww. it was it was nice to see you down there. Can I just say something? I, it, and I, it was a touching reunion, and I only say that because I'm still troubled by the touching. Well, it's nice to have you back. Can, can I say <laughs> this? Uh, and I think I speak for Mark. Uh, oh boy, here uh, time to tune out, people. Here comes some syrup. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we're proud of what you did, my man. We're proud that you stuck your neck get, out. Get beat by 21 points. That's, oh, you, 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 I you guess tried. you really are a Wolverine fan. Yeah, you walked out on the ledge and you, you took a leap, a leap, and most people don't do that. Or at least yeah. a lot of people don't do that. And we, we're, 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 uh, you don't regret it, do you? No, you shouldn't. Well, there's, a, there's an old saying that if you don't stand for something, you won't get the shit beat out of you. I think that's it's how close. It that's pretty. Yeah, no, close. That's, that's lovely. I'd like to see that on a needle, needle point, maybe, and hang it up over my toilet. That'd, well, be, I, not, that'd be nice. I, I do happen to have some time, so I may I may be working on needle pub. Okay. Uh, needle point. I was talking to Mike Gill from the Michigan Peddler on the way in. My uh, one of my um, next acts uh, could be driving a pedal pub. It could be serving beer at the traffic jam or at uh, Cadu Cafe, or uh, or Thomas McGee's or any any licensed establishment. Uh, is that what everyone's asking you now? Is uh, you know, what are you gonna do now? Uh, some, is that the big question du jour? Yeah, well, I think that's that's some of it. Some of it is, you know, 
how you doing? So I, I just, I just answer the phone now, you know, suicide prevention hotline. Yeah. You seem very, very down. Oh no, I, you should I, I've got some family stuff going on. This oh. has nothing to do with the election. I'll, I'll just tell you, uh, the election was something that was important to do. It was a, uh, it was an opportunity to find out some really important things about the city of Detroit. And it was, uh, an opportunity to connect with neighbors and to help a lot of people and to think about ways that we might help even more people if we had succeeded. And it was also a chance to do something that a lot of people don't do or don't aren't fortunate enough to do. I'm not going to say privileged enough because I was cast as, as a, someone who was privileged throughout the campaign, even though I was raised by a single mom and had a lot of other people help us uh, get through our, our, uh, our adolescence. Um, I would not say we were at all privilege. We, we struggled and we succeeded and we overcame and that's, that's what it's all about. Well, to that but, point, but I was fortunate that I was able to take a year without uh, salary. And this podcast did help in that regard, by the way, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast or do- donate to this podcast, we'll have some more information on that later on. It's actually not that complicated. Just say, uh, send an email to ML Detroit at gmail.com and, and, uh, and we'll get back to you. But but it was it was a it was a great opportunity to really connect with people and to to have some some real honest conversations because I think one of the problems we have in politics today is very few people get involved in in uh, politics who don't have an ulterior motive. Very few people have very honest conversations, and very few people, um, you know, really. Go all in, you know. This was there was no plan B for me. This was this was succeed or uh, or die, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm not going to die. I'll do well, something else. Not. But uh, as I said at one of the churches where I was fortunate enough to speak, that I rarely, if ever, get the things that I work for that I think I deserve uh, or that I expect. But I always get what I need, and and I'm I'm sure that that will be the case. This time as well, I, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Well, that's uh, that's very touching. I think uh, Mark and I have a few questions, predictable questions. Oh, thank you, you for not just brushing that away with a throwaway comment. <laughs> no, no, you said predictable questions. Did you see that, Mark, in his promo for the show? But that's okay. We're gonna. This is a safe space for Mike, right? <laughs> Finally? Oh, great. Okay, because uh, I was waiting Not to be... for you, though, Sean. I, I was waiting to get oh, linked up with some more hate groups or, or be accused of living somewhere I don't live. I mean, it's, it's never like, going to... Wow, gonna, it's, oh. it's uh, Sean Johnson over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would, uh, oh, so you mentioned the whole the whole thing about being... I think, so, I think Sean was going to say something. Oh, oh well, yeah, I just was saying we, we have some questions. Go ahead, Mark. I have some. You have some. Let's well, go. You mentioned the whole privilege thing, and, you know, it's, it's kind of a topic that's floated around you are a white man believe it or not that ran against a a black woman and i think a lot of people wonder how much of a factor is that in the race and how much did you think that was a factor in the race so there's a lot of factors in the race one of them is includes that my opponent had run for office four times in the last seven years and has been active in the district so she knows a lot of people and those are you know those are benefits you have i i was known to a lot of people because of my time at Fox too. So that was a, a benefit that I had, although we found out later on that while people recognized my name, they didn't necessarily make the connection to Fox two or the problem solvers, but there were a lot of people who did try and make connections, basically casting me as the tormentor of public officials who don't look like me. 
and uh, trying to accuse me of persecuting people, uh, beginning with Kwame Kilpatrick. We had a volunteer who was working at the polls at Osborne High School who said there was one guy there who was paid to be at the polls who was just walking up and down as people were going into the building just saying, don't, don't vote for him. He's the one who, who took down Kilpatrick. He's the one who... who um, Do people you know, buy that shit, though? I mean, you just reported on what he did. So I, as I thought about this throughout the race, and, and we intentionally didn't talk very much about Kwame Kilpatrick uh, and tried not to talk about him too much on this show because he has nothing to do with this race. He has nothing yeah. to do with District 4. He has nothing to do with the future of Detroit politics. So, you know, why would we talk about that? It's just a distraction. It's irrelevant. It's counterproductive. But I, I kind of came to embrace this. Partly people who didn't want me to succeed wanted it to look like I was the persecutor of black elected officials. Well, you know, uh, I addressed that late in the campaign by putting out uh, a lengthy discourse and you'll find it at ml for Detroit.com. You'll find it on my Facebook page, ML Elric, and you'll find it on next door. Just talk about who I am and talk about other politicians who I've exposed, starting with Gabe Leland, who's Rick white. Snyder. Yeah. Starting Rick's with, uh, some things with mayor Duggan, Starting with uh, uh, State Supreme Court Justice Brian Zara, Bob Ficano, uh, Gabe Leland, Burton Leland, you know, uh, Leland Motor Company. No, that's sorry. They, they're out of business before I got into this. But, you know, a, a whole list of them. And then somebody still posted a really shitty comment at the end said, so I'm still waiting for examples of the white politicians. You oh, my God. I'm like, well, I didn't even respond. It's like, well, it was right at the top of this. And I guess if you didn't see it, me restating it, you're just never going to see it because you're only going to see the false narrative that's out there. But but I, at some point, came to understand that, um, and I, I would often ask this people, people this, and I'll ask you guys too, who else did Buster Douglas knock out? Yeah. Does anybody know? No, it's always Tyson. He, he, he beat a lot of guys to get yeah. the shot at Tyson, but when he knocked out Tyson, didn't matter who else he beat before or after. He, he, he beat the biggest guy in the block. Yeah. And so that's what he's forever going to be known as. That was the giant that he slew. In my case, I exposed tons of people before. You know, I did lots of stories about police misconduct. I did stories about police abusing the law enforcement information network to harass people. I've done stories, you name it. And uh, I'll always be known. For a while, I was known as the Eminem guy because I wrote more about Eminem than anything else. Then I became known as the Kilpatrick guy. And I've exposed more people of of various race. In fact, Brian Zara's Maltese, so I guess I'm anti-Maltese now, depending <laughs> on how you want to play that. But um, I, I've exposed people from every party, from every race, from every gender, and I'm always going to be known as the Kilpatrick guy because that was the biggest guy. And and I I, but I, I have nothing to apologize for. I was going to say, I don't... Kilpatrick still a- helped drive the city into bankruptcy and... And I wish him well in all future endeavors. But the work we did, nobody, including the former mayor, questions its accuracy. It was all true. It was good work, too. So, But what we're finding in, in politics now is it's not really what you did. It's what people can try and make it seem like you did or what you didn't do. And we see that on the national level and we see it on the local level where there's a... There's a um, I don't want to say a demonization, but but people are people are misportrayed because it's to the advantage of of 
different candidates. Now, we didn't do that. We, we knew there were some things about my opponent that, that were not... Do you regret that? Were do not you, uh, you regret commendable. Going, do you regret being There were totally some people positive? associated with her that are not commendable. There's a question uh, there. But we didn't Mike. go into that. I know, but he interrupted my comment, so I was going to finish my comment and answer his question, if, if that's all right, because you interrupted us. That's another interruption, but we'll get to yours in a no, minute. No, 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 but, but I but, figure we're, you know, I don't know, two, three minutes is probably good. And then you can answer the next okay, one. Then I'll just, I'll just stop talking. <laughs> Sean, don't start, Sean. <laughs> I just want him to smile. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I just knew there'd be a, like 50 more questions in my head. Yeah, no, I know. No, but seriously, do you regret not being negative at all? Because like you mentioned, you know, there was some really interesting people backing her, which are people you brought down, like Brian Banks. Yeah, Bri- so Brian Banks was, was a, uh, an influential person and uh, by the way campaign. i'm gonna interrupt you again i don't mean brought down i mean you reported on stuff he did right that's i i don't like when people get mad at the messenger for what other people did is it okay you, with sean if you expose you exposed him i just i you know no i want to better... answer that one sean yeah please do I you regret it, it? how about that yeah. do you regret not be going negative so first of all it's not negative uh when you when you when you accurately uh report or in this case disclose somebody's record a public record that's not negative that's just factual that's just telling people things that they're entitled to know we decided not to get into uh anything about my opponent's record because we felt that our platform was so strong i was the only candidate who came up with a proposal to stop the flooding. I was the only candidate who bird dogged water officials every time they met to let them know that they need to do something about this. And the city actually is moving towards implementing some of the proposals that we put forward. I was the only candidate who proposed of any city council race uh, in the city. You know, a lot of candidates, nobody else proposed cleaning up city government. Nobody else seemed to care about this incredible corruption that's running rampant in city hall. Yeah, they uh, don't. Nobody else said it's time to stop private towing because it leads to corruption. We haven't figured out a way to do it, to take the corruption out of it. It also, and this is something people don't really appreciate, it it uh, is a misuse of police resources because we have police involved in towing. We don't really need them involved in towing. We should have them doing more, more uh, boots-on-the-ground police work. Um, and and it also, it, 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 it victimizes the neediest Detroiters. If your car has been towed because you couldn't get it towed by a private tower, it's probably because you didn't have insurance. It's probably because you can't get it fixed. And now it gets lost in a tow lot for days. The, 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 the charges rack up and then you go get your car that you couldn't afford to fix in the first place and you have to pay $500 or $1,000 to get it back. That's incredibly, incredibly uh, uh, unfair and taking advantage of the poor. We're the only campaign to propose how to put more police on the streets and how to improve the quality of our police service, both for citizens and for the public. And so we had so much to talk about for us. We didn't need to talk, or at least I thought we didn't need to talk about our opponent, but I also think I was, I was characterized, mischaracterized in my book as someone who was the mean guy. And so if you start talking about, your opponent's shortcomings, it's very easy to flip that and say, there's the mean guy again. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I got into conversations with people who called me at Fox 2. And I say particularly Fox 2 because when I worked at the Free Press, no one really knew what I looked like. But we get into conversations about, there you go, going after black elected officials again. And I would say, well, 
tell me, tell me what's wrong with the story. What didn't you like about the story? And we never got to that part of the conversation because it all bogged down in what I looked like and what the person I was reporting on looked like. And I hope that this campaign would be a chance to get past that. And one of the reasons why, when I was, uh, when I was taking interns at Fox two, I always tried to get black interns is because I thought if we could get more black investigative reporters, we might get to a point where the actual content of the story would be the topic of conversation and not, not the appearance of the reporter. But I I've, I've since learned that that is a little bit naive as well, because what ends up happening is black reporters who do that work get, get characterized as sellouts. And we had campaign workers um, who were, and when I say workers, I mean volunteers who were verbally abused by supporters of my opponent because they were black and they supported me. And, and, and to me, how obnoxious is it to tell someone who's black that they're not entitled to support somebody who's not black? I mean, that to me seems like you're taking away someone's, uh, someone's independence, someone's authority, somebody's rights. And so I, I do think, I do think that was a factor. And, And let me, let me just tell you, this is not just me carping about this. You know, we had people like, uh, a guy named Ani Bomani, who ran for uh, for a city council in this race, got all of 160 something votes, but he would regularly post online, you know, a Fox Trump news candidate is trying to get District Four residents to believe he has been out on the front lines fighting for Detroiters. What? I mean, and and he oh, would you worked for Fox, and he would he would abuse our supporters in social media who supported us as he would call he called Tucson Knight. Uh, the, the Dean of culture, which is basically sort of Dean of students at Detroit public high schools. He called him a Clarence Thomas. Cause he's a black guy who supported me. So if you support me, you must automatically be a sellout. So there was a lot of that black going on. not a monolith. They don't have to all think and they, they, they don't have to do the, the same thing. Well, it's just, I, but, but that's not, that's not why I lost. I, I, I don't want anybody to mischaracterize this as, as, uh, as me saying that this was all about race. It was a factor. A big, I mean, yeah. we, we saw it. At the polls, we we saw people who uh, on social media. You can go look it up yourself. People were abused um, for what they did and because of the way they looked. Uh, th- when you lose by listen, when you lose by twenty points, there's a lot of factors, man. There's a lot of factors. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have just, a question for you. And and some of it, some of it, and and I think we need to be very clear about this. Is I ran against a very attractive and an experienced candidate. And when I say attractive, I don't mean how she looks, although I think she is, she's appealing to the eye, but I mean, she's spent a lot of time serving on, uh, on public boards and bodies. Uh, she's devoted a large portion of her life to public service. And I think when you put the two of us next to each other, if you only see what we advertised about ourselves, you would say, wow, those are two pretty good and well-qualified candidates. And, and I think it would be foolish to think that 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 people strictly voted against me. A lot of people voted for her. In fact, way more people than I would have liked voted for her. But it's also because they believed she would be best for the job. And I truly hope that she succeeds in this job because if she fails, we're going to suffer on the east side some more because we just had a failure in there for eight years who's on his way to prison. And we don't need any more of that. The bar's pretty low. Sadly, yeah, that's I do, true. I have a question for you. Do you regret not going negative? Did you not 
filter any of that through there? I mean, <laughs> no. I thought I answered that directly. No, I'm being serious. Look, I'm I'm proud of the the way you took the high road in that. And your point about politics uh, being ugly, it's not new, though. You know this, right? I mean, John Kerry was swift-boated. When was that? That was in the, that was 20 years ago, right? Or 20, yeah. 16 years ago, whenever it was. And it goes way, way back. So I'm curious, do you, are you, do you feel good that you ran the campaign you did looking back? Or do you have any, ah, I wish I would have got in there and... Because I know you had some internal discussions. You told you talked about that, right? Some some folks had different ideas about how to approach certain things. That's natural for a campaign. Well, let's let's just say I knew more about my opponent than the public did, and I I put some of that down to a strategic decision by our campaign to only talk about ourselves. But I also put some of that down on the media. Nobody covered this race the way I would have covered this race. That Nobody in true. Detroit covers politics the way I covered politics, which is find out everything you can about the candidates, put it on the table. And let people make their own decisions. Is but, that a lack of resources we, in the media? Going, ne- going negative was never a thought for us. And again, I don't consider it negative. I consider it, you know, no, that's a good disclosure. point. Good point. I mean, a lot of folks do consider it negative, though, right? But, that's the but perception. there were some things that that people deserve to know that I wish they'd known. I mean, nobody really knew that Brian Banks was playing a leading role in her campaign, and and he would call people who worked for us to try and get them to support uh, my opponent. Um, he called, he called people involved in politics to berate them for supporting me. And, and also businesses that put my signs up were harassed. In fact, uh, there've been some, there've been some people sweating the Cadu cafe, which had some of my signs out there, which is really unfortunate because one of the things I talked about in the campaign was I wanted to support businesses and I didn't, there were businesses who said, we'd put your sign up, but people come in and say, we're going to boycott we're going to be boycotted, so we can't put your sign up. And I said, take it down. I, I'm, I'm here to help people. I'm not here to try and make it harder to make a buck on the east side legally. But but Brian Banks, a very nefarious character, nine-time felon, you know, cheated his friends and neighbors when he when he chiseled credit unions. You know, he he was harassing our poll workers on election day, including including a wonderful widow who worked with us. Uh, at the free press many years ago, Sean, who lost her husband tragically and just moved back in the neighborhood and was out working at a polling place at a church. And he's in her face. She's all about four foot nine. And this dirt bag is hassling her like nobody's business. And, and he had been hiding the whole campaign. And then on election night, he's on social media in videos, dancing, you know, in a, my opponent's t-shirt and leading the conga line and everything. And, you know, these are the kind of things everybody involved in my campaign, I was proud of. We, we'd, we'd put them on the front page of the paper if we could ever got any friggin' coverage. But uh, these are things that I, I think people deserve to know. But we made a decision not to share everything we knew because we thought it would distract from our message, which we thought was strong enough. And, and because, you know, it, there would have been some political backlash. I think that's just being candid. But, but here's, here's what I do regret. And this is all on me. I thought that being the candidate of integrity, the candidate who wanted to end the culture of corruption, the candidate who has a track record of rooting out that cancer in City Hall, the candidate who offered a plan to continue doing that work, I thought that would be enough to win. I thought that was an important message when the only guy I knew was a crook in City Hall was Gabe Leland. Well, since I got into the race, we found out there's one other crook and there may be two others, and there may be more. And at a time when Detroiters could take a look at City Hall and say, 
We don't want any more of that. We're done with that. It's time for us to find someone who we can trust, who won't put up with this kind of crap. There's no candidate who stood for that more strongly than me. It, it felt to me like I was the right person at the right time with the right answers to all that's wrong with Detroit politics. And I alone can fix it. Voters, no, no, no. That's no, no, a no. joke. That's a joke. Yeah. That's well, a like joke. all your jokes, I, I'm it, it's not funny. Well, Mark's laughing, but, but that's okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's great to have you here, Sean. But, uh, but I, I was wrong. People, people chose on another basis. Do you think it'd be different if you ran for the at-large? I mean, I know why you went District 4, but if you ran for the at-large seat? Um, I thought about that myself. Probably be a lot harder, wouldn't it? More money. Yeah. You know, plus, plus, you know, I, I, I knocked on so many doors that I was, I was seeing people two and three times. I was on their porch two and three times. That wouldn't happen citywide. Yeah. And, and so I'm just, I'm, I'm really just wanted to do what I could to help my neighborhood, my neighbors as best I could and put an end to the culture of corruption. But, but, you know, I mean, here's the deal. There's a lot of assholes out there, you know, who make jokes like Sean and think they're funny. And there's a lot of people who don't think they're jokes, who think that that's really who I am and where I'm coming from. You know, wait, did you just call me an asshole? I'm trying to be nice. (laughs) But yeah, you're an asshole. Did you understand that was a joke, Mark? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you're an asshole. Sorry. That's, why? That's, why is he an asshole today? Because he thinks this stuff is funny. Because he's not invested. Because he's this doesn't mean anything to him. Because, oh, I think because he... he's just you know to him this is just fun and games. Well, you know what? Some of us put everything we got into something. Some of us put everything we got on the line, and and yeah, don't yeah. appreciate you that. Know what? And I'm gonna bite my tongue right there. But what you no, just said? Ahead. No, you say what you have to say. Because what you just said is you the problem, say- my friend. When you say some of us put everything on the line, you're implying nobody else does. What have you put on the line, buddy? Every time I write. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, that's a whole nother show. But I yes, I, I forgot your opinion on the outcome of the Michigan Wayne State game is going to. You want to see my inbox lives. today? So somebody, some bunch of trolls send you nasty grams. Whatever. I'm not saying I'm not I, right. I'm just saying that's part of the job. I understand that. That's okay. Don't act like there's no skin in the game. Okay. Well, you had, I mean, you had to deal with trolls too, didn't you? With the uh, with your campaign. Oh, everybody deals with trolls. Yeah. I mean, I got I got a whole stack of troll. I just I you know I don't know. I mean, I just I'm just not clear how this this. Uh, the next column on who's going to be the, the shortstop for the Tigers is going to improve the lives of, of the good people who live around well, here. I don't think but. he was trying to diminish what you what you did. Yeah, maybe, or, maybe it is. I don't know. Do you think he was trying to diminish what you did? I think it's, it's just a... It's just a, a, a I mean, you know, a, Sean, a shallow, you, don't, you don't think he cares? A shallow, poorly thought out cheap shot coming from a, a wellspring of such things, but but that's okay. That's all right. That's... Well, I don't know. Sounds like it struck a nerve. Well, listen... When you spend, when you put everything you got, when you put your family out there, sure. when you hang your future on the line and have people for 10 months basically make crappy comments like that, and then you have one of your friends and partners make it, I guess I just don't appreciate it. I don't know if I can be more direct than that. And I think people who do stuff like that are assholes. So, so I mean, you know, you want to be direct? You want to put it all on the table? There we go. But doesn't it matter where it comes from? I mean, he's not, I don't want to speak for you, but. 
Oh, you can speak for me. No, I just, I, yeah, well, I, so I, maybe maybe that makes it even worse because when your friends who know that that kind of stuff is offensive do it anyways, it kind of makes you wonder, wow, with friends like these, why don't I just run for office again? How is that offensive? You're comparing me to Donald Trump, even in jest, somebody who I find to be the most reprehensible I'm figure not, in America. I was not comparing you to Donald Trump. I, uh, Did okay. you understand that, Mark? I, I got the reference. I mean, I, I didn't. Maybe because I know the nuance, know who you are. I don't think you were trying to, I don't know. Compare you to Donald Trump? Of course not. Let's hear about those trolls. You mentioned Trump earlier, Mark, right? I did? Oh, that was off the air, though. Oh, sorry. Don't don't try to get me on the other side of the firing line here. ML? Hey, man, you guys work it out. You guys got this figured out, man. I don't have anything figured uh, out. uh, We'll have another bang-up show. I'll just sit here on the end. Are you all right? Uh, you know. Uh, I mean, seriously. You know, it's just, our politics is is messed up. And, yeah. And one of the reasons why it's messed up is because there are people who just aren't paying attention. And uh, I think Sean is a fairly intelligent, erudite gentleman. But all too often, this all seems like fun and games to him because it doesn't affect him. You know, it just doesn't affect him. So there's just, well, it's just not that important. I mean, so that's okay. That's it fine. It does affect him. I mean, we've all listened to the last couple of shows. I think it does affect them. I think whether Detroit rises and falls, Sean, Sean's life goes on the same as it did before. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's, he's going to, well, it's, it doesn't, it's not part of his universe. Don't you think that, that that's true for a lot of people in this metro area and people in the city? I think that's why they don't care about public corruption because they figure, Happens anyway. Nothing I can do about it. Just make sure my trash is picked up. Make sure my my See, my road is yes, plowed. And, and I, I think you're onto something. And this is this may be the fundamental flaw that my campaign made. And since it's my decision, it's the fundamental flaw that I made. Is I think public corruption is the biggest problem that we have in Detroit. I think it is one of the biggest problems we have in southeastern Michigan. I think it is a cancer that threatens it's to kill us. Yeah. It's everywhere. And I think there's a lot of people who just think it's silly or just don't think it's that important. I think Sean's one of them. Well, I, I think mean, Sean is kind of a passive attitude towards people who have no disregard for other people's property, rights, or, or lives. And, and so it comes off as these sort of throwaway smart aleck comments. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. I, I think a lot of people think, yeah, whatever. Whatever happens in Detroit, big deal. Well, I'm not one of them. And, and I've, I've put everything I got on the line to try and stop Detroit from being a place that turns into New Orleans, where it's just rampant corruption, or Chicago, where you know you're only going to get a building permit if you hire the right lawyer that's recommended by your alderman. I was trying to put a stop to that, or at least to, to, to be a, a break wall against that, and I failed. And one of my failures was that I thought it was a, a more important issue to people. Um, and so, yeah, that's a sore subject to me. But, sure, I, you know, I just... I just think there's people in your district, though. You know, they're living their lives. They maybe just don't think that big, I guess. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. They're know. entitled to. They're entitled to. And, and as I said, you know, my opponent has, has, uh, has uh, or I should say my councilwoman, um, you know, what? Did, talked a lot about, about how much of her career she's devoted to community service. And I think that was a very good and a winning message. And uh, I devoted, uh, I would say, arguably an equal amount of my career to serving my neighbors, arguably longer in my particular neighborhood. 
And we didn't push that hard enough. Maybe maybe that was a strategic mistake that we should have pushed it. But to me... Did she have a platform? J- just about everybody who runs for city council has some history of community activism. Sure. And when you have nine council members, you know, it's okay to have one who has a particular specialty that seems to be uh, especially suited for the times we're in. But, um, but yeah, I was wrong. That's on me. Um, would you ever move out of the city? Are you kidding me? I mean, are you fed up enough to? Because we had that email, uh, I think, two weeks ago that said, if I was him, I'd, I'd be out, man. Yeah, I, I don't understand those people. I don't understand the Sean Penns and the George Clooney's and the, the I'm moving to Canada guys and I'm moving wherever. Why would you, if you love a place, why would you leave it to, 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 I mean, if you feel like it wasn't going in the right direction, why would you leave it to well, just greener pastures? To, to kind of thinking, maybe people think there's just greener pastures go somewhere else. I mean, well, maybe that's a okay. lot of pe- a lot of people have moved out of the city since the since the mid '60s. Yeah, I, I mean, don't think it'd be that unusual. '50s, maybe, '50s, maybe thank you. maybe that's okay if uh, you know if if you if your life is devoted to entertainment, if you're if if you sell widgets or something like that but but my life has been devoted to public service and my life has been devoted to trying to help people understand how things work where they live and how to make things better where they live so for me so you don't say, you don't ever get fed up with it to the point where it's like well this is just never i mean why am i doing this kind of stuff no i mean that's that's why that's why crappy comments offend me because i take this very seriously i think this is Hugely important, and, and my biggest challenge will be to find a way to continue to be a part of moving Detroit in the right direction. We'll be, we'll be trying to find a way to be part of cleaning up our city and also making a difference. I mean, listen, I, I, there's lots of ways to make money, and there's lots of ways to do things until you can start collecting Social Security, and none of them have ever appealed to me uh, more than trying to inform people and give them information do you understand how how rare that thing you know how rare that thinking is though right well that's why that's why we don't have a million people running for office sure because in fact we have fewer people running for office this time than we did four years ago because a lot of people have just given up and and i think the people who give up are part of the problem the people who moved out because they didn't like this or they didn't like that or they were concerned about who was moving in down the street they're a big part of the reason why detroit has had so many challenges. They're a big part of the reason why we have empty houses where we used to have full houses, why we're closing churches when we used to have one on every corner that was, had a line out the door on Sunday. Uh, to me, I, I, it never would occur to me. I, I don't know if, I don't know if you're this way, but I feel like there's a lot of people that run or that are maybe like optimistic or Pollyannish about change and doing stuff. And then they quickly realize that, wow, this is a pretty big machine. Uh, this game really changes people. And yeah, you, it, it's a lot harder than just being me and being positive and, and changing stuff. Do you feel that way? I mean, did that, did that sully the whole idea of local politics? I mean, all politics is local. Did that sully that idea for you? Or are you still optimistic that big ch- thing changes can happen? Uh, I, I don't know who we're going to have in city hall to make those big changes happen, but, but anybody who thinks that things are going to get done quickly in government has not been paying attention. Anybody who thinks things are going to get quick done quickly in their private lives is very inexperienced. But this is America. I mean, have you ever tried to get three quick. people to decide on which sure. restaurant to go to? I mean, it's per, it's virtually impossible. Sure, but we live in an immediate society. That that's just what I mean. Those things are kind of they're kind of at odds with each other. 
that's fine. I mean, my eyes are wide open. I know how hard right. it is to get things done. And and one of the approaches that I had to running for city council, and I said it, it, it whenever asked, is that I wouldn't be relying on the city to get things done all the time in the district. I would be relying on volunteers, community organizations, churches, nonprofits, businesses, foundations. I mean, there's lots of ways to get things done. In Clark Park, the city wanted to close that recreation center 30 years ago, and the neighborhood <laughs> came together to keep it open, and it's still open, and it's still thriving. But that right there shows how fucked up government is, that you have to rely on nonprofits and churches to get stuff done. Not necessarily. I mean, if you don't want to pay high taxes, you got to rely on other people to make things happen. And if you want to get things done quicker, you know, when, when I, I wanted to start a scholarship in my grandfather's name at Southwestern High School, we had to go all the way up to the school board to get approval for it, which to me seemed pretty silly. We just want to give yeah. one kid $1,000 a year Bureaucracy. to help him with college. Yeah. So, you know, if, if we just set that up independently with some local nonprofit instead of going through the school and just said, hey, you know, local boys club or girls club, will you give $1,000 to a righteous kid? Here's $1,000, you know, go do it. That would be awesome. But so I, to me, I listen, uh, we've had people move through government quickly who try to get things done as quickly as possible. That's what Duggan tried to do with the demolition program. Mm -hmm. We found out why it should be a deliberative, well-thought-out process. We see things happen in Lansing where the legislature will jam something through in a lame duck session, and the first thing they do when they reconvene the next year is to amend that legislation because there were all sorts of things they didn't consider that turned out to be screwed up because they didn't have public hearings, they didn't have time to study it, they didn't have time to, to benchmark it with practices, best practices, other places. You know, sometimes when things move slowly, you get a better result. Yeah. You know, I mean, who wants to be, who wants to go to space on a rocket ship that somebody, it's the first one, it's the first one ready, who's ready to go? I'm like, I'll tell you what, why don't you shoot Laika into space for a couple of days before you put me on the uh, Bezos Express? So, yeah, no, I, I'm okay with things taking time as long as we are m moving forward, making progress, and we get a good result. But I, don't, I think people who rely on government for everything are, are foolish and aren't paying attention because, because there are lots of things we can get done better and quicker oh, I think mo going I think most, most stuff could, but it just, it just seems sad sometimes that you have to rely on, you know, nonprofits and churches and stuff to get things done. I don't think it's sad. I mean, I, I, I aspired to be a part of a government. I, I, I'm not going to have that opportunity. But because of nonprofits and churches and foundations and things like that, I'm going to be able to contribute to my community. And, and if I don't like any of those existing nonprofits or organizations or associations or what have you that are around, I can start my own I guess and just, be a part of it. To me, I, I think that's very empowering. I guess and, it just goes back to show how corrupt the whole thing is. Because nothing can get done, it seems. It feels that way. It's not all corrupt. People just disagree. They have different ideas about what to get done. You know? Yeah. Whatever else you think of Sean Penn's fucking politics and where he lives, it's undeniable what he's done in Haiti. George Clooney's done some good in his life. What People is can live where they want or not live or whatever. Just, you know, right? Can't you just say, well, I want to stay in Detroit because I love Detroit and not have collateral damage or shrapnel flying over all over everybody else. You, you want to stay in Detroit? I don't live in Detroit. I live in Ann Arbor. I thought you were talking about I live you. in Ann Arbor because my mother was in a fucking abusive relationship and moved there and needed help back in the 80s. That's why I live in Ann Arbor.
I don't think anybody's. Why do you live in Detroit? I don't think anybody's criticizing you. For I, it has nothing Harvard. to do with anything. Just talk about what you like and what you do. Why does it always have to include? I'm not. I'm not here to defend fucking Sean Penn. I don't know anything about Sean Penn. I know he's done some decent things. How did how did Mark's question about me leaving Detroit become about you and Sean? How Penn? did it be? You brought Sean Penn into it when he asked you about living in Detroit, and that's my larger point in all this. Keep it about you. Could you get to why? Why would we keep it about me? Why can't we talk about bigger things? Because he asked you a question about, well, do you want to not stay in Detroit? And your first, the first thing out of your mouth was to go rip into somebody else. I I think what it is is could could we get Sean Penn on the uh, Butterfield Eight line to defend himself, (laughs) or is he too busy defending uh, what's the guy from Gattaca, the greatest actor of our generation, Jude Law? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think so. Let me just let me just try and break this down. Let me do what we would call the Cliff's Notes version. Uh, he asked me if I had thought about leaving Detroit. I said no, and then I illustrated that by saying I think people who say they want to leave someplace because they're upset about an outcome, an election, yeah, uh, no, I, I find I them to be obnoxious, and I also don't think that they're and no one ever does. Right, exactly. I knew exactly what you were doing and what you said. There's just very little evidence to support that statement. But. Exactly, you just said you find it obnoxious. Why do you need to say that? Because Why? I also where went does on, that again, urge come from? We can re we can rewind this if you like, but it, it's called it's called uh, it's called uh, show, or tell and then show. So I'm also saying that I think people who feel like if they don't get what they want, they can move. They're not devoted to public service. They're devoted to entertainment, mm-hmm. and they're devoted to maybe something where it's uh, it's better for their business, or they're not as as grounded to a particular geographical place on the globe. And I used the example of two of the most prominent people who keep threatening to move when they don't get what they want at the polls, which is Sean Penn. I don't think that's deniable. This guy's always like, well, I'm leaving. I'm moving here. George Clooney was like, well, if this guy gets elected, or that guy gets elected, I'm moving. And of course they don't, which yeah, makes no, it even more risable. It's just hyperbolic. But I'm, I'm drawing a distinction between people who say that and what their career is and my position and what my career is. I thought that was pretty clear. And I'm asking you why I draw the distinction. That's all I'm asking. I thought I just answered that what question. What is it in you that you need to draw that distinction? That's because my I question. Think there's differences between people. Do you, do you uh, understand of course that? there are differences between people. We all understand that. Why did you point that out? I guess if if uh, you know I, if I can't make you explain understand based on what we've just gone through, I'm not sure. No, that I, have, I want to know I what's inside. I, that's what I want to know. How were you feeling going into the election? That's what I'd like to know. There you go. The, the night, did you think you were going to win or not? When you did not win, how did that feel? Felt better to than Mike this. Elric. <laughs> Did, right? Did you did you want me to try and help you with that other thing that you're not comprehending? No, I still don't know why you're in Detroit. Why? Because oh, I'm not like entertainment people. I guess I'm a politic person, so I'm going to stay here. I'm a, I want to serve my community. That's fine, but I want to know why Mike Elric likes Detroit. Yeah. So wait, exactly. A Which question do you want me to answer? And second of all, you've known me for over twenty years. You've been on this show for almost three years, and you don't know why I live in Detroit? We're on a podcast. I want you to explain that. Not explain, wait, but wait, talk wait, but about this, that. Is this people. that mysterious? Well, I, I you, 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 is this a, is this a sincere question? Or are you just trying to be No, a it's a sincere question. I'll tell you from, from Okay, well, it may be my... all of the above then, but, uh, uh okay, it's, Boy, I don't. I got a website on this. I've been on this show. I've known no, you. Oh, I don't want a website. I don't want. No, I know because that would stuff. require effort. So okay. no, it let, wouldn't. Let me. Let me yes, re- it would. Let me That's re- polished bullshit. I want to know what's in the heart, man. Let me rephrase it. Is there anything that could ever get you to leave? If Sean moved in next door. 
I'd be out. Oh, the next but I would time. never do that because obviously I don't care about Detroit. Right. <laughs> How did this become joke. about you and joke. your feelings about Detroit? You have I don't know. To you do brought that up again. <laughs> I did not. I didn't mention. Mark, help me out. Did he just sit there going about how I don't? I've never invested uh, in anything. I don't care about Detroit. A bit. I'm like, oh, of course he did. No, and no. I just sat there silently. I didn't say anything about Detroit. I'm saying oh you write God. about sports. Oh my God. Okay. All right. Oh my God. So t- 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 tell me something. Mark, did he? Am I losing it here? Uh, Mark, t- come tell on. me. Tell me where you put your family's welfare on the line with a column you wrote. Enlighten me because I haven't read all of them. Yeah, but people, wait a sec, though. People put their family's welfare on the line Every, any time they take a new job. Or do anything, and then they you make know. a mistake and lose their job. But no matter what you're doing, I felt that way when I was a shorter cook. Yeah. For Christ's sakes. What was that, Misery Restaurant? <laughs> Can I get a side of guilt and <laughs> no, self-loathing? Was, was I, I'm going to talk like you for a second. I was a pretty good shorter to cook. Well, no, you wouldn't say that. I was a damn good shorter to cook. How about that? That sounds more like you. <laughs> oh, this sounds like a time for a segue. You know who's a really good uh, chef? What what was your specialty? Oh man, we haven't done a Corn single. Hash. We haven't done a single sponsorship, okay. and I just set you banana up. banana walnut pancakes. Probably a little too much texture with you, though. You know what the nuts? I'm gonna try. I, I don't like I don't like bananas. I don't like ham. Of course you don't. I'm try again. Has nothing to you do. You know with who's you. a pretty good chef? Now I hate them actually. Before I just didn't like them. Uh, ham is not in corned beef hash, but that's okay. Um, I've seen people make it. Ml, them. do you know any good chefs? I mean, you are sort of Irish, but that's all right. Um, Do you know any good chefs? <laughs> I, 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 I would Thank say yes. Thank you, Mark. Yes. You got what you want. I would say yes. I just wanted to You got what you wanted. Well, we haven't done a sponsorship. Last yet. week it was all, what 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 might call it, no filter, whatever. No, yeah, no, not that sports. Now, you you whatever. wouldn't know that, but that was a show on this network at one point. No, Thank I you, knew man. that. Oh, I knew. Okay. I got the I got the reference, you Dennis did. Miller. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm going to bring you a back scratcher, back patter. That's what I'm going to get you for Christmas. I actually have a large banner behind me if you're watching us on Facebook Live. Why don't you I, rub I, your back up against it? Why don't you, better yet, turn around and face and start making out with yourself. I'd love to see that. See, Sean, if you were more clever, you'd say what that sign should say under your big head is actual size. That would be clever. Why would that be clever? What, to get to that? Think about it. To Think get, about no, it. Why, yeah. But why would penis humor be clever? Well, no, no. no, no it's no. a giant picture of my head. No, so, I know. Ego except, and all that, but yeah. except it's, on it's, camera. That's why, that's why it would be clever. No, except but on camera, there's a forced perspective of them being pretty much the same size. No, but it's whatever, ego. But it all comes so, back to so Mike's. Actual, see, when you have a giant head <sighs> and, and you're talking, you think somebody's egotistical and there's a giant head, you would say, the only thing missing from that sign with your giant head is actual size. <laughs> that would be clever. You always did like to tell more than show, but that's but all right. I got a great question. Do you know of any uh, chefs or a butchery that maybe I could go to? Well, I don't know if I'd call it just a butchery, Mark, but I appreciate, I appreciate you asking that. Uh, Dave Hubbard puts it all on the line, his whole family. He does. Hey, that's a it's guy. A now, come on. That is a guy business. that put it all on the line. Who doesn't? Yeah. Anybody that changes jobs. Or, no, look, yeah. We'll let Sean do the read. He wants to be involved. <laughs> come on, Mr. Doesn't. Helper. Come on. Come on, little fella. Sean, implore people to go to the butchery, please. It's a fabulous butcher. You can get whatever you want. He's a great chef, too. He's Yeah, he is. You can order whatever you want without Sean uh, <laughs> belittling you or defending Sean Penn, who really did threaten to leave <laughs> That's the country. Where we're at now. So, so anyways, the butchery, it's the butchery. Hey, SL. I'm not Sean Penn. I'm a great guy. He's a fucktard. Yeah, that's that's a good message. But anyway, yeah, no, so Dave Butcher. Dave, Dave, we're not going to charge you for this read. Um People go see Dave, get some good food. The butchery sl.com two four eight six eight two cows. Yeah. They, they also make sandwiches if you're in the area and you want uh And the best burger around. Yeah. A little bit of bacon in it. Yeah. It's delicious. 
they're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays, and they are looking for help. So if you're they looking are. for a job, you may actually beat me with the resume down there. I'll, uh, I'll probably be wandering down there sometime soon to apply. I'm not sure I can pass the background test, but I think if you are a more righteous individual or a more self-righteous individual than Sean, they would be happy to have you at the butcher. If you want to call and find out more, it's 248-682-COWS. Uh, if you are Sean Penn, they are accepting people with green cards. If you relinquished your citizenship and are now working uh, with a certain permit, uh, you could go to thebutchery.com. And, and the holidays are coming up. I'm sure Dave has got some yeah. wonderful holiday meals that he can either make for you or he can get you one of them big birds. Give him a chance. Prime rib. Yeah. Well, Thanksgiving, too. I heard the supply chain's messed up. But that, so that won't your, affect put Dave. Put your order in now. Yeah, yeah, no, Dave, put your order in now with him. Dave will take care. So go, go to thebutchery.com. The other place you may find me working would be at the Caju Cafe. Uh, one of your proprietors is John Rutherford, a virtuoso horn player. When he books an act, you know it's going to be good because this is a guy who, uh, let's just put it this way, he's a virtuoso, so he's not looking for bums. Um, November 20th, Master Flautist Alexander Zanchik will come in. December 3rd and 4th, Laith El Sadi comes on. He's a great guitar player and, uh, as I understand, a pretty good singer. The folks on The Voice seemed very impressed by him. And, you know, uh, we should tell you a little bit about the new Bourdain book or a recent Bourdain publication where he talks about the Cadu. And here's what, here's oh, what really? the late, great Bourdain said. Smell the blood, sweat, and tears of mortal combat. No, he wasn't talking about this podcast. He was not talking about this podcast. He's talking about the Cadu Cafe. The arcane and brutal subterranean world. Okay, maybe he is talking <laughs> about this podcast. Oh, no, no. He, he means a feather bowling. Hmm, I didn't see that coming. The arcane and brutal subterranean world of feather bowling. He may be, he may be speaking hyperbolically. Welcome to the Cadu Cafe. On the outside, it looks normal enough, but like one of those anonymous warehouses in Thailand from a Jean-Claude Van Damme film inside, it's a very different story. The only place in the world where traditional feather bowling is played every day and night as well. That's the Cadu Cafe. You can find out more at caducafe.com. Check them out. It's a great place to go. Uh, you can get a beer there. And until recently, you could see an ML for Detroit sign there. I hope they don't regret that because people have been hassling them, but that's what happens. That's horse shit. Get hassled. Yeah. Go, uh, go, oh. see, go see them because they're being hassled. Go give them some business. Plus, there's pretty good food there. Great food. Good muscles. And that is where we watched the Michigan-Michigan State game before we went canvassing on October 30th. That was uh, They got a big screen there, so it's a good place to watch the game, too. Trying to get us back on track. Well, from, we got a little the shit show. Maybe leave, not. Never mind. Leave uh, live footage here, though. <laughs> what are you trying to get us back on Wait, track? What? You love this. Don't I, You know like... what I do? I thoroughly... Exactly. Oh, so don't I, sit here. I, oh, I'm trying to get us back on track when you're going to tell us <laughs> off the air later. Oh, that was a no, great I like, show. I, or I, next week. God, I, I hope we have fireworks like we did a week say ago. This. I find fighting very interesting. I find awkwardness to be the best. I don't know. Today, See, feels, you, today feels a little too awkward, though. You puppeteer. Does today feel like... Does it feel like just me? People on Facebook, is it just me that feels it's a little too No, Kimberly's uh, messaging saying that uh, Sean being a cook made me think of Sopranos when Vito was hiding out in I, Vermont. That's totally random. The Vermont cook makes him Johnny Cakes. So darn funny. The Johnny Cakes. Now, see, uh, Daniel, Daniel's on Facebook, and he says, so much fun. Such a shit show. So, right? To your point, People, I guess, right? I know, but I feel like today. I know. I don't enjoy this. I'm glad you do. I guess awkward. the listeners, you know. And I'll tell you why it's awkward, because ML 
you did put your your ass on the line, and you really did want to do something and fix City Council. Oh, that's not why it's awkward. Oh, uh, uh, well, he did do that. No, no, no. It's he awkward. Did do that. It's awkward because well, I, was, I insulted I Sean Penn. I, I, no, that's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Sean, Sean, I think Sean Penn was pissed off well before that. Sean Penn tragically lost a brother. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Uh, he was great in Reservoir Dogs <laughs> and in uh, Bill and Ted. Oh, I guess that wasn't him, but uh, his brother, right? Yeah, yeah I just. Uh, I, I, on behalf of me and my family, uh, I just want to apologize to the Penn family. The Clooney you, family, you think, I don't care about. Did you think Sean belittled your run uh, for city council? No, I think Sean just keeps making the same joke that I've asked him not to make, and it plays into a narrative. It's just tiring. What but that's joke fine. was that? That, that? You know what, Sean? We're just going to move on because I'm tired of saying the same thing over again. I, I would talk to my dog, but he still shits in the back room, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to put your ass on the line, you should maybe have some good investments, right? That's a that's a good way to before you put your ass on the line, make sure your money is. Uh, well, thank God, if I if I wasn't well. if I wasn't um, if I wasn't good with money, uh, Sean would say cheap, but that's fine. If I wasn't good with money, Frugal. I never could have never said done cheap. this. <laughs> We're just going to move on. That well, no, I'm just trying to go into the read because strategy. You want a yes. good strategy. You, you need to put. prepare for your future. If you're going to take a big gamble in the present. You better make sure somebody's watching out for your future. And, and who should they call? Well, Luke Nowacki, of and what's his number? Uh, it's uh, 1-800-LUKE. Not even doesn't close. put up two, with Sean Penn's bullshit either. He would not, no. Is that too many letters? 248-663-4748. Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth. Uh, he is the guy with the rational financial <laughs> advice. What are you going to do uh, with your money? Should it be in bonds? Should it be in stocks? Do you have a 401k? How should that be allocated? All those tough questions. Luke knows what he's talking about. Get advice, get a strategy. Once again, Luke Nowacki, Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. Because he'll make it all about George Clooney. Sweetheart. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRASIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Do you have anything else you want to reference or talk about regarding the campaign? So I, or do you I, want to go to geek? Right after the election, somebody posted something on social media. And I just want to preface this by saying it was not Sean Windsor. Is it somebody, Sean Penn? Somebody wrote, no, he's, he's uh, where he lives the... They've blocked Facebook. Um, I have never been happier but to see someone lose an election, and there's a bunch of different emoji faces and some sort of uh, what a cock. party hat. But actually, it was it was not a, a gentleman. This was uh, they posted this uh, well, the other c word then a minute after posting on something where I I, I said I just put a post on uh, on on social media just said no chicken dinner. Just kind of yeah, I saw that. taking the lighthearted, yeah. no winner, no chicken dinner. With a picture, yeah. The response to that was, ha, 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 ha. And somehow there was some cues in there, too. I apologize. Oh, they're laughing so hard. Get the cues in. Is that what that was? And so you're linking me to this in jest? No, 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 no. In, in, in all seriousness. So it, then another guy, really? uh, another guy okay. posted, good loss, my boy. I know you didn't, ha you ain't have it in you. Try again. I bet Kwame would have won. And uh -huh. then, uh, and then here's, here's, <laughs> here's what somebody else posted to back this, this, uh, troll up. Uh, he didn't spend his life telling on people. He spent his life dedicated to exposing corruption. There's a difference because this other post, his whole thing was, you know, you told on people, and so you paid the price for being kind of snitchy. 
And uh, hmm. and this was perhaps one of the most bizarre social media posts in a in a in a series of uh, in a year full of bizarre social media posts. I posted a picture of myself coaching, uh, well, with the, the team photo of a team I coached in 2005. What sport? Uh, baseball. Okay. It was with Eagle Sports over at Baldock Park. Um, you know, I was one of the only white guys, and, and my daughters were, uh, I think, a couple of the only white kids on the team. The only reason I mention that is because here's what somebody posted. This picture is from 2005, and it looked as if it's been Photoshopped. Oh, God. What the hell? Every picture you post with black people looks really generic. Why is that? And then <laughs> see, you're not going to win out these people over. No, but but this is why. So I listen. Uh, you're just this 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 election wasn't. I didn't lose because of what I look like, but it was a it was something that was in. Well, it's annoying, it was, if anything. It was in least. the air in this election. These are this is undeniable, uh, unrefuted, irrefutable evidence that people were making race a factor. We never did. Our campaign and our supporters never did. People who supported my opponent did. Here's somebody else. In all of your investigation of public corruption, have you yet to discover anything worth reporting on the present mayor uh, and seem to target mostly black public officials? Jesus. Not that you shouldn't, but it's unbelievable that there are so few non-blacks on your list of targets. Well, first of all, the, the photo wasn't Photoshopped. In fact, the former director of Eagle Sports logged on and said, you know, uh, ML was a consistent part of our program in the early years. Oh, that's good. Coaching kids and others in summer baseball and various soccer leagues. All of our team pictures look like this. ML has always supported what we stand for and gave us every opportunity to promote the program. He's legit and he'll make a great council person. What, what I'm saying is, is our politics, race is infused in everything. It is something that trumps all other things that overcomes all other, or that affects other things. And uh, you asked the question earlier. These are some examples I had that we didn't get to because we got a little off stride, but uh, he said uh, euphemistically. But, um, but, you know, there was a lot going on there. You know, there were, there were Kilpatrick supporters. There were people who I busted. Alberta Tinsley Talabi, who I busted for having houses where she uh, wasn't paying the property taxes on them, was was taking shots at me on social media. Brian Banks obviously was working the streets. Uh, you know, Scott Benson and Carol Banks, both of whom I've exposed for their, their problems, some of which involve corruption, were both under, under uh, scrutiny for possible public corruption. You know, they weighed in against us. There were a lot of independent third-party groups that put out a lot of mailings and things like that. When you run for office, there are a lot of other people who get in the race that have nothing to do with your opponent. And I'm not saying any of these were sanctioned by my opponent, but they're all things that helped my opponent. But, uh, but you know, these are the kind of things that we didn't want to talk about during the campaign because we thought it would be a distraction from the message yeah. that we had to make, which is we want to clean up Detroit politics, and we also want to bring opportunity back to our neighborhoods, opportunities for to create places for people to work, opportunities to create places for people to play, and opportunities for people to feel that their kids would be safe. And those are things that really matter. Those are things that can make Detroit everything we want it to be, everything that we deserve. That was our message. That's what we tried to focus on. There are a lot of distractions, but, uh, but the purpose of this show is and always has been to take you behind the scenes on how things happen. It started off to take you behind the scenes in investigative reporting and journalism. 
we took you behind the scenes somewhat on the campaign during the, during the, during the race, but uh, we couldn't take you all the way behind the scenes because I didn't want this show to become a distraction to the campaign because the campaign was all about trying to share our message and our plan to make things better. And these things are so easily thrown off stride. And my team thought doing this show was a terrible mistake because anything that was said could be used against us. And in some cases has been, but we had just little things like our, our graphic about governor Whitmer. People tried to use that to make it look like we didn't like governor Whitmer. You know, in fact, what we didn't like was the policy of using taxpayer money to silence outgoing public officials, but campaigns are easily lost. And I don't mean at the ballot box. I mean, the focus and the purpose are easily lost by some of the most innocent and sometimes well-meaning comments and sometimes just crappy things. And if, if you doubt me, take a look at some of the coverage of the razor-tight race in Virginia where former Governor Terry McAuliffe was trying to get back in against a very well-financed opponent, Glenn Youngkin. And one of the things that people believe cost Terry McAuliffe that race was he made a comment during a debate that basically yeah. said something to the effect of, when people are talking about critical race theory being taught in the schools, that what role do parents have in deciding what their kids are going to learn? That's not an exact quote, and, uh, and I don't know exactly what McCall said, but that was easily twisted to say that parents should not be involved in what their kids are taught. And in a close race, a comment like that can be devastating. So we've, I've tried to walk that fine line. If you've heard me get shitty during this, this, uh, this year, it's because I'm sitting there trying to walk on a high wire with wind blowing like you can't believe and knowing that the wrong comment or the wrong thing can be used to, to kneecap you. And, uh, and there have been times when I felt like my partners on this show were not fully cognizant of that or because they thought they were being funny or because it was a throwaway comment, they would say things that could be used to basically undermine our campaign. Not that that was their purpose or their intention. I know, in fact, that it wasn't. In fact, one of the worst things about this podcast has been listening to these guys say nice shit about me, like, oh, we think you're great. We hope you will, and you do a great job. Let's just get past all that crap and just talk about stuff. This show shouldn't be about blowing sunshine up anybody's ass because I don't want colon cancer any more than the next guy. It's not crap, and it's but not the issue sunshine. Is, it's just let me just finish, and then you. you can talk. Please. Jesus Christ. Please, it's rude to interrupt. And you're right. There is no ham and corned beef hash. It's corned beef. I apologize. I bet yours was y- yummy. But the thing is, I'm not making a judgment this show shouldn't be other. about. Okay, this show shouldn't be about any one person. Yes, my name is on. I happen to find it very boring when people talk about me. But I'm told to talk more about me, and we're getting a lot of feedback from people who say the show has gone down the hill uh, because of the campaign. Because we talk a lot about campaign stuff. Well. We tried to take you someplace you'd never been before. We tried to show you things that you might not otherwise see. And if you find that boring, then uh, I guess I guess we'll try and do better. But today, we've kind of been all over the map because campaigns are controlled chaos. And so we wanted to share some insights. Or I wanted to share some insights. And I want to talk about some things that I couldn't talk about before because I thought that what it would do would distract and it would, uh, it would potentially um, interrupt the message we were trying to put out. But I've been accused on this show before 
of acting a certain way only because I'm a candidate. But listen, I, I will never uh, be happy about being uh, jokingly included with people who I think are awful. So I'm going to continue to object to that stuff from this point forward. So if, if you don't like that, I'll just put an apology on the table and with no expiration date. And now I turn the microphone over to Sean, who has something very portentous to say. <laughs> and pretentious. Like, set it up like that, he can't win. No, no, he, he's, he's bubbling. <laughs> no, here's what I would say. Um, and I'm going to go back to the top of the show. Uh, in all sincerity, I really do admire that you ran this race, that you stuck, that you left your job. <sighs> Boring. Dude, just knock it off. Sorry, I got to interrupt. You left your job with a steady paycheck to go run this race, right? And when I say I am proud and admire, respect the way you stuck your neck out, I'm not talking about the finances because you would not have done it if you were putting your entire future life, financial life, at risk. You're too smart for that. I'm talking about the heart and soul and sticking your identity out there and then having people say yes or no, I like them or I don't. Not to mention all the... The crap you're going to get along the way, which I know you get a little bit in journalism too, but it's not it's not nearly as personal. It's not the same degree. That's what I uh, admire: going out there and doing and get going into churches and speaking, getting up on the stump. That's not easy to do. Can you just I, piss them off again? You know what I mean? You know, I think this is a, that was my point. This is so, a good time for me to give Sean and Mark the ML for Detroit. <laughs> no, seriously, right? that's what's my point. So quit saying, oh, I left this and I left that and I did this. That's what everybody does. You know what I mean? That's well, what I, I don't like. Because like then campaign. you're diminishing other shit. Well, you don't have to like, but I just disagree. So Bullshit. Your fucking house is paid off. Your wife has a good job. You're not out in the street like millions of people out there. So quit talking like that. What you did was admirable. Absolutely. But you didn't put your future life at risk. And when you say that, you're diminishing people that fucking short order cook or collect garbage or write shitty-ass sports columns or whatever. So this was the compliment? <laughs> no, it started off as oh, a compliment. Okay. So but then you flipped me off with a pen or whatever. And... No, it's a free pen. You don't want a free pen? I thought it was uh, to go stick it somewhere. No, no, no. I, uh, no, and well, Sean. No, you, you'd probably. Sean, you, I, I, I wanted to go. You would have liked to put it up there yourself, I'm sure. I, I, I want to try and make the piece here, but everything I have and own and my, my ability to exist forever is in that pen. I sacrificed all that for that pen, and you're going to turn that back on me? <laughs> I oh, think. I, I'm glad I have Why a new pen. you use it to make some corned beef hash? I have a new pen. There you go. Free pen. Hey, if you are ever uh, interested in moving and you need to uh, finance your house, I know who you can go to. Actually, What's my that? house isn't paid for, but it is financed by Hall Financial. There you go. Callhallfirst.com, 866-CALL-HALL. Um, and, you know, you might as well do it now because who knows what rates are going to do. You can call the mortgage experts at Hall Financial. Free five-minute mortgage review. Is this awkward to do a read now after that rant? No, just oh, okay. Because and it, it I don't know. You you're do, sitting there with your arms crossed now. So if you get that financial, very intimidating. If you get good. that financial <laughs> review, you might want to note that my wife gave up her job for a while to help with this. But I know that doesn't make me better than anybody. <laughs> no, so. no. Nor do your rental properties all over the place. Either, so that's fine. Yeah, I no. It's it. just for the just for the record. I'm going to put David Hall aside for a minute. I don't know at what point you thought I said I was better than anybody or where you took that implication. What I said is I put things on a line in a way a lot of people don't. And if you think right in your column, <laughs> if you think put right in your column where you put some little bullshit out there about Tom Izzo is the same as, uh, as what I did, 
I'm not going to apologize for thinking there's a big difference. There's a big difference, pal. I'm saying everybody in their own way puts something on the line. Of course. Then say that. Something. Stop saying what you did was, come on, man. You had a good message, a great message. You know what? You need to decide whether you really think what I did was great or whether it's just some bullshit. Because I love what you did. And I don't give a shit what you think about what I did. I did what I did because I thought it was the right thing. And I'm sorry that you made such good waffles. If I in any way diminished uh, they weren't the, Verminu- the Vermont syrup the that waffles. you poured on your buckwheat, then you can kiss oh, my Irish a, ass. You know what? This was a little and diner. kiss the Scottish This cheek was too. a diner funded by, not funded, but supplied by Cisco. So if you think that's some hip bullshit, fuck you. How about that? Nice. I guess you really summed it up there. Yeah. Back to the reading. Dave Hall is very good, by the way. Yeah, please go see him. (laughs) Over 5,000. This seems really stupid to say this now, but he has over 4,000 five-star reviews. Please help us out. Go refinance. Go just give him a call. Really quick at it. One of those those five-star reviews came from me. Oh, there you go. 866-CALL-HALL. Website, callhallfirst.com. NMLS number 1467435. Um, any anything else? I'll give you the final word. Your name's on the show. He'll make it all about low interest rates, sweetheart. Oh, the final, final word. One other thing I should say. On. Yeah, one thing I should say before we move on. Uh, David Hall's pancakes suck, but he's still a good person. Oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. What a dork! Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek, or we're turning into cool guys? Everybody good? So I, I had a I, geek I'm of the sure week. I'm sure this rant's going to cost me my job, but other than that, oh, here, here's, here's, why would they fire you, Thank for, you Mark. for saying something? What By the way, did, did they really make you apologize? It's the language. Did they really make you apologize? On my podcast a couple of weeks ago, yes. Uh, Wait, on this what podcast, happened? the Free Press made you apologize? Seriously? It was, no, the Free Podcast. What? We, would we you had, apo- are you serious? This is something I didn't not know Not apologize, it was a, I don't remember. A clarification I, yeah, of some something. Sort? Really? Wow. It's all right, but no. What were we gonna say, Mike? And you're a loose cannon on all pod. You should be on every podcast, Sean. Sean, <laughs> much more. You're a loose cannon, Sean. No, as Mike says, nobody listens to the other one. Sean, Go ahead, you're. Uh... I want to apologize because Sean <laughs> laid it all on the line to be a dick to me. So I, I gotta say, this. and he makes some pretty tasty pancakes. You know what? If you want to ding me for pushing back after 20 years of your dictitude, that's that's cool. I guess uh, I'm sorry. No, you can you can push back. Go ahead and push back. Yeah, feel free. Yeah, that was not a race-related comment earlier, by the way. It was a joke about your big head. Actually, it would be funnier if you which said Which you really size. don't have a big head. That's <laughs> the, the funny part about it. I mean, you do and you don't. You're tortured, and I love it. <laughs> okay, sorry, Geek of the Week is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, what? By the way, who did I meet in West Lafayette said I was the favorite part of the show? I want to say something over Ricky. Her last <laughs> name was... was her last name was Elric. I just, I mean. Oh, okay. Actually, I, that's not true. Was it one it was, of my daughters? It was. It was. Oh, wow. So you're. And I said, why are you saying this? Mike's outside, whatever, he was smoking, a, whatever it was he was doing. A hookah, I guess, right? It was a hookah bar. What? I think I was outside trying to console my daughters, but but yeah, I guess I could have been smoking too. That's. Well, I didn't say what, but uh, yeah, no, she said, oh, God, you're the best part of the show. And I said, why are you saying this Who's without Mike here? 
Yeah, so can. let me just, you know, and, and she may really feel that way, but she's oh, also she a, was just saying that. She's also a teacher, and she knows what it's like to try and try and build up the confidence of eight-year-olds. <laughs> so she's using some of those same tactics. Can I say this? Can I say I'm this? I'm glad Mark, to know that there's Mark, effective on Mark, 58 Mark, year olds Mark, 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 can I say this? You can say whatever you want. I don't know what's going to be. We before discuss, we lose focus, Aaron Rodgers sucks. No, when we said <laughs> he's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God, wait a second. He said the same fucking thing in West Lafayette. He used the same joke. Well, that's good. That's good use so of the joke. He got it, you know, it was he, new he to used me. It, now he's using it here. He, he workshopped it, and now he's... Uh, he was very proud of himself, because there were some be. journalism students at Michigan State. What was the joke? There and something about remedial, and she, of course she said yeah, that. Being a teacher. She, yeah, exactly. That I was that's a remedial. solid joke. Oh. Yeah. Actual size. You said wrong. the same thing. You should always recycle a good joke. Yeah, no, it's, that's Act, good. Actual that's size. Good. Yeah, you know, one of the things I really like about comedians is every time they go out on stage, everything's new. <laughs> oh, now you're getting There's offensive a, about that. I mean, okay. is, I'm just wondering is that is that your understanding of how humor works? Is no, somebody I, just uh, no? Of course not. The good know, ones will do new ones. Mark yeah. Twain spent a lot of time I was before he actually a, published a, anything. A, a not that I'm Mark Twain. Seinfeld on the I'm way alive. in. He was talking about that. The first time he got out there, he wasn't polished enough, and he bombed. He said, "Okay, yeah, we got to prepare." But I thought this is more of an ad lib type of situation here. Well, believe me, I didn't plan any of the dog shit that we just went through. <laughs> it's loose cannon so, winter yeah, for you. You're talking about dog shit. Mark's talking about it awkward. And both you it. cats are going to talk about how well this show did a week from now. And why can't we be more like that? What the heck? <laughs> it is real. Yeah, it's I'll confusing. <laughs> Anything else, ML? Aaron Rodgers? Well, I, just, I was curious when I listened to last week's show, and I'd ask other people what they thought, but I... I was the only one, and and there was some conversation. There was some conversation about, um, and I know my daughter didn't listen because if she had, she wouldn't have told you what she said. Because they do tell the teachers try and keep it as truthful as possible. But um, there was one part of the conversation where there was some discussion about uh, writers who kind of are gratuitously tough or or, or try to be uh, negative. Um, you know, for as a sort of a persona, and I was sure. wondering, was there anybody in particular being referenced there that that we know? Wait, who who said yeah. it? you said it, Mark. Oh, did I say it or did Sean or, say it? Which which I, one of us said I, it? I don't. I mean, there's, there's it was lots it was of... you know it was such oatmeal I couldn't tell the oats from the meal. But uh, okay, fine. You got your joke in. Which one of us said it? I I again a question. I don't remember. Where's an answer? Which one of us? I just said gave it? you an answer. I said I don't remember. You're just not satisfied with the answer. Look at no, our look at our numbers going up. <laughs> By the way, you 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 farted in that restaurant because you hate people. I didn't fart in that restaurant. I know. I'm just trying to goose the numbers. Come on, we got something going here, man. <laughs> wait we, a second. We got lightning in a jar. You're blowing it again. Who were we, who were we talking about, Mark? Who were we were talking about? Um, well, I'm sure there's probably an inference to Carlos because Carlos can be a little negative. And he was writing. supposed to be on the show last week. Yeah, and then, and then uh, but that, I mean, there's always been writers. I mean, people always talk about Drew Sharp. Uh, nationally, you have like a Skip Bayless. I mean, there's, it really happens a lot in sports. It does. Yeah, I just I was just curious. I mean, it was it was the only provocative part of the whole show, so I would hate to have seen it squandered. He's pissed on every single show. I mean, we've done without him. Who's missed the most shows this year? Mm, you know, that's okay. You know. <laughs> Who puts the Come most? On, where's the comeback to that? Who does what? Who does what? Who puts the most work in every week? I guess he's entitled Me? some time well, off. That was Me? true before the campaign. You guys are all entitled to Me? take some time off. Yeah, Mark. When? Mark, exactly, Mark. Really? Uh, someone don't has have to advertise. Someone has to referee. You do the here. rundown and you're convertible on the way here. I mean, what, what else are we talking about? Um, I don't know. It seems like you had some more <laughs> some more pain to share with us, but we'll just Ooh. move on to Speaking of pain. Oh. Ooh. 
Sean, Sean just asked, where did the geek of the week go? He already did it. So I heard um, you say blind, Aaron Rodgers. blinded with Rogers. your rage. Well, it spoke for itself. But yeah, all I heard was Aaron Rodgers, and then we... What else can be said about it? So, uh, He's got a nice haircut. Aaron Rodgers... Oh, um, That's another lie. Aaron Rodgers uh, uh, turned to Joe Rogan for medical advice, okay? And he took Invermectin. So that's all you need to know about how geeky he is. I just don't like Good. that he lied, but whatever. And uh, like Tyler Bertuzzi, a, uh, sure. a, a previous geek uh, of the week, has a loss. Yeah. when he doesn't play, his team loses. Yeah. And when you're a teammate, when you're the leader of the team, when you're an MVP, when you're an all-star, you do everything you can to play in every game People risk well, their lives. They take shots that numb parts of their bodies that they should want to feel so they don't tear it to shreds. Like Delbert in the North Dallas 40. Remember when he, his knee popped? Remember that? You could hear it all the way across the field. When they say it's a business, you say it's a game. When we say it's a game, you say it's a business. People will do whatever they can to get on the field. Like Shark LeBeau in any given Sunday, he needed that one more sack, even though it may cost him his life. Even though he get he may get paralyzed. They do whatever they can, fictional or non-fictional, to be on the field. And Aaron Rodgers did not. That's why he's our geek of the week. I'm just re- I, for some reason I'm getting a lot of feedback today. Do it in real time. I'm not sure because it was really awkward. That's probably not a good sign. So elections give rise to egos. Great geek of the week, by the way. Can't wait to hear you guys fight while we're playing the song. And those were lovely pancakes. <laughs> um, and uh, so we're going with uh, somebody we talked about on the Drew and Mike show. I like to promote the other shows on the podcast just to help them out. Uh-huh. This is Morrissey with November Spawned a Monster. Oh, shocker. <laughs>
guys are still fighting. I, I love it. So anybody that bailed. Yeah, sorry. So uh, are you that sorry? I don't know. No, yeah, I'm not saying what he thinks. I'm just, saying. just to be clear, <laughs> of course, keep doing those stories. They're important stories. No, we're knows, talking about. Who knows what you're talking viewed. about? Though. Everyone just heard Morrissey. No, I know exactly. We're just talking about how they're viewed, not from me, but from some folks. <laughs> so, uh, Sean, just to just to make just to clear there, Sean was not born in November, <laughs> but November did spawn a monster in the shape of this child. Uh, this is one of the more controversial songs. Uh, by Morrissey, because it basically says there was a child who was born disfigured and needed assistance. And the whole purpose of the song, as critics said, was, oh, here he is saying, you know, she never should have been born. The whole point of what I believe the song to be is that uh, is there was an attack on Morrissey for being insensitive when really when I listen to it, first of all, I, I, I hear the amazing bass lines by Andy Rourke, some, some great, uh, just absolute driving bass line. But I think it's more social commentary by Morrissey saying everybody is sees this person and judges them and feels they have an opinion on their right to live and whether they should have lived. And all this person wants is to live a life like everybody else. And, uh, and it was some very, pointed social commentary that many people misconstrued and it's all wrapped in a fantastic song and uh, not, not as keen on the video, which is Morrissey kind of dancing around <laughs> with his shirt ripped apart on some rocks. I'm not really sure. That I'm not really like sure Morrissey. how that ties into the, the larger message, but when you're Morrissey, you, you, you can't, uh, you can't get out of the way of your own, your own video, uh, but uh, art constantly gets misconstrued, doesn't it? Well, I, it's yes, uh, it does. Okay, it's a great I, thing about I, lyrics. I, I, I didn't realize that was a rhetorical question. I've been criticized on this show for not answering questions, so I was trying to answer that one. But, but uh, what do you guys think of the song? I know Sean didn't like it. <laughs> I loved it. It's oh. haunting and <laughs> melancholy and beautiful. Yeah, it, it has like it, a message and stuff. Lifted my soul. How about that? Seem sincere, but uh, this is Mark, the part of the day where Sean's really looking at the clock. Mark, any thoughts? <laughs> no, it's oh, very, I'm not. I'm it's very good. Not looking. I liked at the it. Clock no, I either. liked. I, and I liked your breakdown of the message and what how people are going to see it. Two different. You're ways. a very good breakdowner, if I may say. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not any better at breaking down than other people. <laughs> I just want to be clear. A lot of people break stuff down. It's 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 all broken down. We're all breaking down. It's 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 good. Um, okay. Well, room seven six zero nine is where we try to take underappreciated new wave songs and bands and elevate them and maybe tell a little story along the way. Because at one point this show was about long and short stories well told, and I hope that now we have the political distractions out of the way. We'll get back to that. We have some great guests who will be joining us in the near future. Uh, we love to hear from you. And what you'd like us to talk about. Uh, we're not always going to hit those points because not everybody agrees, but we appreciate your help in molding this show. There's another way you can support this show, and that is quite simply by sponsoring us. You can write to mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. Let us know what your business is, who you are, how you'd like to be a part of the show, and we'll tell you how much it'll cost you. Believe me, it's a lot less than you would think and a hell of a lot less than we would like. You can also just straight up donate, which is what Bryant did after Kalina appeared a couple weeks ago, our uh, name, image, and likeness sponsored athlete at Michigan State. Bryant sent a generous donation with this cogent comment, and I am reading. 
I asked that this be distributed 50-50 with the show and Kalina, since she was a real trooper waiting to plug her podcast while ML and Sean did their verbal jousting, <laughs> which I do enjoy most of the time. As always, keep up the good works all. So we will split that with Kalina. I wonder um, who had a worse time, Kalina or your mom, when you guys were fighting. I thought Kalina had a good time. Who was Well, fighting? it was a little awkward. Wait, Kalina wasn't here when we were fighting. She was here. Weren't you guys fighting? when no, she, she was there all. for the slobbery makeup session, yeah, we were, oh, which was okay. infinitely worse. Right. Um, well, thank you. By the way, I just got an email. You would love this, right? <laughs> oh, here we are. No, no. This, uh, this, this, I, are you sure you didn't write this? Who? Can me I or just, him? Can I, no, Michael loved oh. this. You love everything, Mark. But Michael yeah. loved this. I just finished reading your column in the free press, and uh, I can't believe that you think it's okay for officials to cheat. That's how it starts. Wait, what? And so you're going to be unemployed they didn't read immediately? <laughs> oh, no, here we go again. <laughs> because somebody, some troll wrote something, you're, uh, now, you're now destitute? Really? Are you destitute? Uh, no. Okay. I'm just trying. I'm trying. I am. I'm, no, trying I'm to, just trying to. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, trying to answer hyperbole with I'm hyperbole. I'm trying to diffuse hyperbole. I, I need money. Are you destitute, or as you might say, okay. hyperbole with hyperbole. <laughs> hyperbole, which is where I think the Michigan. No, 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 no I just thought I didn't. I'm not talking about that. The I'm talking. I've read hyperbole. that to you because I thought you like that kind of thing, right? What this guy thinks that I'm justifying the officials making bad calls. He's calling it cheating. That that sounds El Ricky to me to make that leap. Let, let me let me tell you bad calls. The, Harbaugh, the, Michigan State, Michigan, all that. You know that. The, the most important thing I've learned, and it took me a long time to learn it, is to ignore the trolls. And we did read some troll comments, but it was merely to provide some evidence and some support for some broader observations and statements that were made earlier in the show because I don't like people who just throw shit out there and can't back it up. So that's that's why. But but yes, I would Sean, my advice to you would be to ignore those folks. No, well, sometimes I respond to them because I appreciate them reading. You know, they're they're can they're customers. Well, plus guess. that's just a fun thing to argue about. Well I don't that'd be take up way too much time. But yeah, I, tr I do try to respond to some. I, you don't want you don't want to take you don't want to give them the hi hat. Loose kid in Windsor thinks that would take too much time to argue about something trite. With all those people as John Polito said, right? Ooh. You don't want to give don't, them the don't, high. Don't, 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 try and, don't try and draw me into <laughs> our friendship with the Cohen brothers. That's not going to work. You got to admit, he's giving me the hi-hat. That's one of the great scenes. Yeah. Anyway, that's Miller's Crossing, folks. Oh, okay. Cohen brothers movie. Gangster movie. It was made in the 90s, so Mike loves it. Any more feedback? Do, do you What's remember? the KMA in the rundown, by the way? <laughs> Kiss, Kiss my, my ass. ass. I know, but why is it next to my name? I know what it is. He's mad at you. So here's from the rundown. Why are you mad at me? Yeah. Here's the here's the rundown. I think we covered that in the last hour. No, and we half. didn't. He didn't say it. So so are you, you know, blaming me for the campaign? No, 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 no. We, yeah, we, we I am. We try and we try and provide some Son talking points bitch. to keep the conversation going. Uh, it seldom works, but uh, but usually what happens is we come up with a plan. And then Sean immediately pisses over it, even though it's his plan. So in the rundown, it says... <laughs> my plan. It says, ML shares some of his now-it-can-be-told stories about the campaign. ML opens the floor to any and all questions about the campaign, from what have you been up to to what's next. ML shares some mean tweets. Then he wrote, tongue-in-cheek, ML says, kiss my ass to Sean after Sean says, it's all about you and your campaign. Conveniently forgetting that a couple months ago he said, the show should be all about you and your campaign. Exactly, I was consistent. <laughs> and yes, it's I wrote true. that down in advance. So I that's know. all in the rundown. Oh, I forgot about that we one. We should just publish the damn rundown. It's so much better than the actual product. No, it gives us, it gives us fodder, you know what I mean? You know what the rundown is? The rundown is like the auto show where you go and you say, those are some cool cars. And then a couple years later, you go to the showroom and say, that doesn't look anything like that car I thought would be so cool. Yeah, but that's a I good blame, analogy. I, I like that. 
And since you know what KMA means, I knew what KMA meant. I just wanted to KMA. Have it, uh, spell it. Spell it out. Becky also sent a tidy sum oh, with hi, this Becky. nifty note. That's Rebecca to you. Hi, Rebecca. Sending you a few bucks for post-election Altis with Teresa Baldis, who also put everything on the line, unlike any other person in the universe. <laughs> Somehow she survived. That's much better. There we uh, go. Does not make very good there pancakes. We go. Oh, now it's uh, we would appreciate <laughs> if you would subscribe to the show, share the show, rate the show, love the show. But even if you don't love the show, let us know how you're feeling. And please don't tell anybody on Yelp that Sean's secret to great corned beef hash is Cisco Food Services. I think he would like people to believe that's some sort of old country recipe that is locked up in the basement of the Windsor Estate. No, we were just saying we didn't have a garden out back and a farm out back raising our own cattle. You know what I mean? I think that was understood when you said you Cisco. And potatoes, Cisco. yeah. For, for those of you that Cisco I don't know that cattle. everybody knows Cisco, but a, a lot of people well, should. I was just helping sure. them with that because yeah. I knew you were going to insist upon that. Thank it, you. It's a, it's a processed food provider to institutions, sort of like Gordon Food Services. But, uh, is it like Gordon Look Food Services? It is. It's very similar. Look at you. I'm impressed. Feedback. Yes. You know all the companies that serve all the corn syrup. And whatever restaurant you worked at, the, uh, was it the Hippie Diner um, that doesn't have hippie food? The Fleetwood? Not no. anymore. John oh, writes, God, just sacrilege. want to let you know how disappointed I was to hear that you lost the election. I truly believe that Detroit needed you so that the people would have a champion in City Hall. I wrote you a few weeks ago to have you address the issue of being white in a predominantly black city. You gave a good answer, but my worst fears came true. People were never going to accept you, regardless of your outstanding campaign. Good luck in your future endeavors. Keep exposing the bad guys. Well, I hope there's an opportunity to do that, but th let me be clear. This contest was not decided on race. We merely were saying that race is a factor, as it is in everything. My friend Darcy McConnell, who was appointed to serve on the Gross Point Park City Council and hit the ground running, outstanding city council member, created a food program to try and help seniors who needed food and to help support restaurants who weren't getting much business, did more in her one year on city council than many city council members did in their entire career, was not reelected, was not elected to the seat she was appointed to in Gross Point. And I will tell you that I firmly believe that a main reason why she was not reelected is because she is black. And so race played a role in my contest. It played a role in her contest. It's just a sad fact of life. Yeah, it's a thing that, that some people think about this before they think about the quality of the candidate. And each of you had to deal with it in your own race. It's just a distraction oh. more than anything. We used to joke all the time that if we just flip-flopped, <laughs> we'd both be elected in a heartbeat. But uh, that's the way it goes. So, John, thank you for sticking with us. Jay Jots, meaning he writes quickly not that his last name is jots i can't tell you how disappointed i am and i can't imagine how you feel actually to answer sean's question earlier which he may have already forgotten not bad i hope to win i was prepared to win i uh wanted to win but i knew we had an uphill climb and i had a feeling that we would not win and i've had enough experiences where there are things i thought I would get that I didn't get that I have learned, and maybe it's just my Celtic blood, that the thing you should prepare for is bad news, and that way you won't be devastated when it comes, but that if good news comes, you'll be that much more delighted. And I think the only thing, 
I'm trying to think of that I really thought, oh my God, I really should get this. I really did everything I could to get this. I really deserve this. And I would have been devastated if I didn't get it was a Pulitzer Prize. And thankfully we did get that. But of course- Came with a pay cut. Did come with a pay cut. And the Pulitzer people were dicks. And so you kind of <laughs> learned that even when you get the thing that, that you wanted yeah. and that you believed in, that at the end of it, you're still you and that doesn't change anything. And it may change other people's perceptions of you. But what matters is the work you did, the experiences you had, the people you worked with, the lives you changed, and that you need to get out there and do it again tomorrow. So that is an important thing. And now back to Oh, my Jay. God. He's so deep. Indeed. Thank you, yeah, thank that was you, deep. thank I'm you for your support you, and hard work, not only on this issue, but on so many issues of importance to Detroit. Your knowledge, spirit, commitment, integrity, and transparency are all characteristics we need in our elected officials. I don't know what's next for you, but I hope you will stay involved. And after that, take some time off to recover from campaigning. You'll pick the next battle and your next contribution to your fellow citizens. Congratulations on your hard work. A quick word on that. Nobody worked harder than our volunteers on this campaign. And my campaign manager, Vanessa Hamilton, she is the only person on this campaign other than my wife who slept less than I did. Her commitment and her integrity are staggering. Her belief all along in this campaign was if we do good things and talk about the important things we want to do, that we will win. And uh, I don't think that was quite the way it worked out, but, uh, but that is the way campaigns should be run. And so I'm grateful. And all the people, you know, that, that I have to tell you, losing, the biggest thing about losing was I was worried about losing the opportunity to serve and actually see if we could make some of these things we talked about happen. But the biggest thing that really made me sad was all the people who put so much into this, all the volunteers, all the people who had faith in me, who took time away from their families, who were out there in the cold, who were out there in the hot, who got rained on, who maybe dug deep into their own pocket to uh, support the campaign or who put their reputations or their organization's uh, potential uh, success on the line because when you back the wrong candidate, people remember that. And even places like the Cadu, where I'm pretty certain that some of the people who are calling complaints in didn't support me and are still mad that I had the audacity to run for city council. And perhaps coincidentally, perhaps not the day after the election, we had a flat tire on our car Ugh. and we filled, it was parked on the street and we filled the tire with air and it held the air. So I don't think that was spontaneous. I don't know who did it. I don't know what it's all about, but people have hard feelings. And so when you support somebody, you take on quite a bit of risk yourself. So to everybody who believed in me, uh, I am so sorry that it didn't work out. I wish I could make it up to you, but um, I did everything I could. And when we looked at the lists who knocked on the most doors every week, my name was always at the top. And, and that's the only reason why I'm not hanging my head in shame because I let down a lot of people who were really excited about this, who really wanted to see a new day in Detroit and who nobly or foolishly thought I could be someone who could make that happen. And, uh, and I was not. And that is my only regret, that and missing the Michigan-Michigan State game, because when you get your ass handed to you by 20%, you may as well go to the fucking football game, right? Because <laughs> that didn't make a difference. Those doors I knocked that day were not uh, the one that cost me the election. But uh, Sean's proud of you, though. But, um, Kyle, Very. 
Kyle, Kyle transitions us to something a little less treacly. He says, sorry to hear you're not successful in your electoral bid. Oh, damn it, Kyle. I thought you were going to change the topic. Maybe if Windsorgate didn't happen, you would be <laughs> successful. What's Windsorgate? <laughs> uh, it's sitting next to the loose cannon. Good luck what's, on your what, next which, endeavor. What specifically Windsorgate? I think you're fighting. Really enjoy the podcast. I know I figured that, but I didn't know if there was a specific. I think you, when I blew up, when you when you made the uh, time. When you made the completely and utterly and, and good-natured uh, Proud Boys reference. Joke. Thank you, Mark. And on that way, note, thank you, Mark. Our next meeting is canceled. Um, so, <laughs> thank program you. notes. Thank you, Mark. Odds and oh. ends. Oh, wait, wait. Um, can I read Can I read feedback that just came in again? Sweet mother of pearl. This is to you, Mike. I'm sad that you lost the election, but happy you'll have more time for the podcast than you would have if you won. Who said that? No one. Uh, Nancy Yarbrough. That's very nice. We just usually use the first name so it doesn't come back to him. I will just it's say on, it's on <laughs> Twitter. You can't do anything right. Oh, okay. It's on Twitter. Yeah. No, I, is, is that a public forum or <laughs> for, for uh, I don't know. Some people put it all on the line. But uh here's the thing. Oh, as far as uh, I know, only one person's ever all put it all on one, the line. One 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 other reason, and this may be this is be this may be a, a damning statement right here. One other reason why my team didn't want me to do the podcast is they felt it was a distraction from the campaign and and while so while the quality true. of the show so not true while the quality of the show might may, have been true may no. have suffered in some people's minds, um, I will just tell you that uh, I did not lay off the podcast. We did get started later than uh, we did uh, typically. Not that we were ever terribly punctual, but uh, but I I don't feel like I cheated the podcast uh, as a candidate. Uh, and again. <laughs> Since I got absolutely and utterly smoked, I don't have to sit here and say, although, wait a minute, if I had 20% more campaigning, let me do the math, 20%. No, I still would have lost. Okay, okay, good. I don't have to worry about that one either. So, uh, so yeah, no, we're going to keep the podcast going. A lot of people have said, what am I going to do next? Uh, stay in politics, run for stuff. It <sighs> doesn't seem likely, but... Uh, You're going to keep the podcast going? Really? Well, I, <laughs> Sean says now he's not so proud of you anymore. It's, it's, That's nice. It's, it's going to be a little. I look forward to listening little, to you and Mark. It's going to be, be a little nice. pared down. Yeah, well, that's what I'm, that's, I assume. Be a little leaner and meaner, well, or you, a little you, leaner you and, and less. You mean. and Mark will be. A, it'll be nice. Well, I'll, can, I'll, I'll enjoy listening to that. You can cater it with all your your processed food. <laughs> I'd be happy to cook for y'all for sure. Are we doing a marathon? Today? Your wife asked me to cook for y'all uh, over the weekend, so oh, and I told her I would. Very nice. I'm going to want to have a tester. Um, <laughs> so uh, no one ever did. So here's the other thing about the podcast. I thought this might be a way to generate enthusiasm for the campaign, volunteers or donors. So far, the only person who is associated with the podcast in any capacity, as far as I'm aware, who uh, who donated or volunteered was Dennis across the street no. and Tim down the river. No, 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 no. There's a young man out there with the same last name as mine who did. But he he he's not a big podcast fan. He loves the podcast. Well, he he told me he likes two thirds of it. Oh, okay. Well, but yeah. I, hey, that's how that's what happens. Of course, of course, you're going to be his favorite. He's my son. No, no, I didn't. I say mean, that. obviously, you're going to be his. No, favorite. he hates Fellhauer. He's like, oh, he's just a shit stir and nobody. Kind of I, I don't blame him. He, 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 he mangles all those nobody elaborately hates uh, orchestrated oh, intros. Yeah. My inbox, he, my inbox would disagree. With nobody maybe, hates maybe not Mark. listeners of this show. However, however. <laughs> He is a master puppeteer. No, I'm not. I just sit here. Oh, yeah. Oh, if I was a master puppeteer, I would have oh, hit the outro 45 wow. minutes ago. That's awkward. Oh. I mean, I do have another job to do today. That is awkward. So, um, you mean the guy up there yeah, blaring the music like like that I can hear through my headphones? And I'm done no problem. It's crazy. What? 
You mean the guy blaring no, music upstairs who I can't even... I try, I tried asking him to turn it down, but... We can hear it through our headphones. I think he thinks we were done like two hours ago. So I think we should have been. (laughs) I think what I was going to say is you can still give to mlfordetroit.com. There's a donate button there if you'd like to donate. Or if you'd like to donate to this podcast, again, at mlsoulofdetroit.com, there is a donate button so you can support this show or whatever. But suffice to say, we'll be back next week. And at some point, when I'm done driving a pedal pub or attending bar or substitute teaching, I'll be back in the mix trying to make some good things happen, and uh, I hope you will be with us too. So I was going to ask what Sean's up to, but it, it's it's reading Twitter and um, and uh, polenta and being cakes. proud of you. Oh, yeah. boy, got that mm-hmm. a few times. Very was, proud of you. Yeah. Boy. boy, oh boy, it's. Uh, What'd you say, Mark? Huh? Nothing. <laughs> uh, let's just wrap it up. Let's just go. Let's just move on. So I guess in the in the end, <laughs> it turns out it's Sean who's the proud boy. Cyrus, take us out. (laughs) Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? ML Elric. Again, you've just heard one of the most interesting cases in my files. And I'll have another one for you. So be around next time. (laughs) 